NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. Treat dad to the good stuff at Nordstrom Rack and save big. Father's Day is Sunday, June 16th, and Nordstrom Rack's got gifts dad will love up to 60% off. Shirts, activewear, watches, cologne, denim, and more. Find amazing deals on Tommy Bahama, Cole Haan, Original Penguin, and Vince. Great brands, great prices. So get to your Nordstrom Rack store now and make dad's day with gifts up to 60% off. Talk is Jericho, baby. Talk is Jericho. Welcome to Talk is Jericho's the pot of thunder and rock and roll. And let's see what Duff has in store for us this week. Rock and Roll Hall of Famer Duff McKagan and the joke of the week. Chris Jericho, Duff McKagan in uh, sunny Seattle. Had the rain here from April. Uh, loaded. Got the band back together. We're playing a benefit show this Friday night at Slam Seattle. Do you know why you don't uh, pick a fight with a dinosaur? You'll get your ass kicked. Thank you very much. Bye. Ah, Jurassic. Wow, I didn't even get that one at first. Stacy had to type it out for me to understand. I thought it was just like, well, duh, don't be stupid. You get your ass kicked. You'll get Jurassic. You'll get your Jurassic. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> All right, well, thanks to Duff for never missing a Friday and for uh, sometimes offering up some truly funny material and uh, sometimes not like this one. Why don't you pick a fight with a dinosaur? You'll get Jurassic. It's terrible. Anyways, thanks to Duffy. He's got a little time to think up new material since the Guns N' Roses tour is taking a brief break before heading out in November to the Philippines, Jakarta, Taiwan, Hong Kong, and Abu Dhabi. It's a killer show. He's also firing up and, 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 and reinstating the loaded machine. Duff McKagan's loaded, so he's always keeping busy. And so are we. I'm always keeping busy putting on killer shows like the killer show Fozzie put on in Kansas City last Saturday night. And why was that monumental? A few hours before that, I made my surprise run-in attack on Kenny Omega at All In in Chicago. I was told you I was going to tell you the whole story of how it happened and exactly what it took to pull it off, the All In surprise appearance and the Fozzie show on the same night. And I've got my uh, personal assistant, uh, my partner in crime, Jack Slade, with me today to help tell the story. Jack made the crazy trip with me. He's on the Fozzie tour right now, which is a crazy trip. It's rolling through Des Moines, Iowa tonight. We'll be at the Val Air Ballroom with Adelita's Way, Stone Broken and the Stir. And then it's on to Minneapolis uh, tomorrow at First Avenue, the home of Prince. Then we go to Fargo, North Dakota, the Sanctuary. And then uh, a couple days off, then we do the 12th in St. Louis, the 13th in Indianapolis, 14th, Fort Wayne, Indiana, 15th Columbus, Ohio, 16th Cincinnati, Ohio, and we continue uh, easing on down the road. Go to FozzyRock.com. We've got dates in the States all the way up to uh, uh, September 29th at Fort Lauderdale. And then we also got Camden, New Jersey, October 6th. Then we go over to New Zealand and Australia, November 7th, 9th, 10th, 13th, 14th. Then we're cooking up with three days grace for uh, some dates on their Canadian tour and more dates being announced in Canada. Fozzie headlining shows, Calgary, Edmonton, Winnipeg, London, Toronto, uh, all across the board, Thunder Bay. Go to FozzyRock.com for all that information and also all information on Fozzie's legendary VIP program 
We'll play a mini concert for you. We meet you. We greet you. We hang out. We say hello. Uh, we answer your questions. We uh, kiss babies and shake hands and do whatever you want to do. All that information, FozzyRock.com. Go check it out now. And go check out right now here how Jack Slade and I have uh, all the behind-the-scenes details and stories about my appearance last Saturday at All In in Chicago and then going straight to Fozzie, Kansas City. It was a crazy, crazy day, and we're going to give you all the information. Here's how it all went down now. All right, so uh, we're here in Madison. And um, just another day on tour, although we get to see Metallica tonight here with uh, Jack Slade. You're becoming like a regular uh, co-host on all my stuff. You just get rid of me, right? Can you? No, like, you and know. I've tried. Yeah, you have. You're like bad genital herpes. <laughs> well, well, good. Gen- I mean, you know. Is there, I mean, I guess maybe depends on the side of the genital herpes coin that you're on. Yeah. But that's another podcast that you'll get uh, on another time. But uh, yeah, we get to see Metallica tonight because we, we are in Madison, Wisconsin, and there was a street festival uh, during the day held mm. by a great radio station called WJJO. And then at night, Metallica just happened to be here uh, playing uh, the first uh, show of their new tour. So it's an exciting day today. It is. For us. But ex- even more exciting day yesterday, Jack. It's been an exciting 24 hours, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. 24 hours ago, we were still almost in Little Rock. That's I mean, right, yeah. Basically, you know, because the short story short... Long story short is we played a gig in Little Rock, then under the cover of night, uh, yep. even though it was in the morning, you well, and I flew from uh, Little Rock to Chicago as the band went on to basically Kansas City, yeah, outskirts of town called Miriam, and we flew to Chicago, landed, uh, went and uh, hid in the, the Sears Center uh, offices of the Young Bucks and Cody, then did an appearance at All In. Then went straight back to a private jet, flew, flew. to Fozzie, Kansas City, played the gig, rocked it, and uh, we ended the day. So quite an adventurous story uh, for us yesterday. Yeah, it was a big one. It was, um, you know, it wasn't a, it wasn't a big deal though. You know, I, I don't think anyone cares. You know, it's funny too because I mean, we'll get into all this in great detail, of course. But the biggest thing of, of you know the fact that I showed up. But then that we went and made the Fozzie gig after. It's almost like become like urban legend. Yeah. I, I don't think anyone could have, no way anyone could have predicted it. That's why it went so well. You know, that's mm. why it was easy. Well, that's why it was kept on the wraps easier because logistically. It's a perfect had, alibi. Yeah. We legitimately have a show in Kansas City. Yeah. Which is, I don't know, 350 miles away or something like that. It was like. You, it, you look up how many miles away and, and I'll kind of get into how this whole thing even came to pass. So. Months ago when All In was announced, Cody called me and said, do you want to be involved? And I said, no, I'm not really, you know, wanting to work uh, any shows in the States um, that aren't WWE shows uh, for various reasons. I just didn't feel like it was where I was at, uh, you know, career-wise. How many miles away is it? 519. 519 miles. So you're not just going to get your car and drive it. So um, I, I, I told him that, you know, I appreciated the offer, but I'm not going to do it. I also got asked to do Long Beach and, and those New Japan shows and all that other stuff as well. So that was kind of the thing. But over the course of the last few months, my mindset has kind of changed a bit to where I'm enjoying being a part of this kind of new revolution of, of wrestling that's going on. Uh, and you know about it too, Jack. I do. Um, so I just thought, well, you know, I'll, I'll consider it, but but the idea has to be right. So Cody called me again and originally asked me if I wanted to be 
you might know more about this than me. Bernard the oh, bear. The bear. Yeah, yeah. I guess sometimes people take off the bear mask. It's been it's a few different people. Every certain now and again. people, yeah. yeah. And so the idea was maybe do something in the main event where um, the Bucks come down with Bernard the bear or something, and then I attack Kota Bushi. Hmm. Obviously, Kenny's partner in the Golden Lovers. And I was like, why don't I attack Kenny? It's like, well, it's not really an angle match and, and whatever. We just couldn't figure it out. And I was like, nah, I'm not really interested in it again. And then Cody called me again and I was like, started thinking, like, I wonder if I could make this work, you know? And, and we started kicking around some ideas. And the idea was, well, what if I can come in, you know, earlier in the show yeah. and attack Kenny? Because that's the idea of kind of keeping this angle alive from the Tokyo Dome yeah. to the cruise. And, you know, maybe elsewhere. And I just thought, what a great way to kind of last minute promotion for the cruise. I think as well, logistically, it just fell into place because if it was any further away, it actually wouldn't have worked timing wise. You're right. It, the fact it was only 500 miles away worked yeah. to our favor. But here's another thing. So then I was like, well, you know, if 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 we can do this thing with Kenny and then I had the idea, like, you know, why don't we just. If, if if we can do it, like, because my idea was that we would do the Fozzie show first. Okay. Because you remember um, on the last show of the tour in April. With the mania? The idea yeah. was when I spoke with Vince, and everyone knows this now, that I would do the show, I believe, Hampton Beach or wherever that was. It was, were, yeah, Hampton up Beach. In New Hampshire. Yeah. Do the gig earlier in the day. Yeah. So we moved the gig earlier in the day so that we the band gets to watch WrestleMania with the fans. So we're not competing with WrestleMania. That was originally done. Sure. Then Vince called me and said, you know, I see that you have a show earlier in the day. You can do your gig, get on a plane, come straight to New Orleans and be Shane McMahon's replacement, Daniel Bryan's partner against Owens and Zayn. Yeah. Shane, of course, defied the laws of gravity and space and time and was able to go in there and work the match. And so, so crazy. We watched, you know, the, 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 the show ourselves, got mad when Brock won. I think we spoke about that. <laughs> Threw a couple drinks at the screen. And Tried to record a review afterwards. Oh, yes, right. Drunken Mania, <laughs> which people still think they want to hear. Maybe we maybe we could put a snippet of Drunken Mania. I think a snippet could, could work. In this show. Okay. If you guys stick around long enough, we'll play a snippet of Drunken Mania. Yeah. I'll have Stacey pull, you know, the best slash worst part. Just There's no way we can do the whole thing. Yeah, no, no, no. You don't want to hear the whole thing, trust me. And I don't want the whole thing out there. No. I think a good 30-second clip should be enough. So anyways, that was the idea to try and do it earlier and then fly to Kansas and do, sorry, to do the Fozzie show, yeah. then fly to Chicago and make it to all in. So Cody said, you know, we talked, I said, you know, if you can get a private plane and he's like, I can arrange a private plane. And then he calls me back like five minutes later and goes, ah, shit. I, I was thinking Eastern time. It's on central time. The show ends at 10 o'clock central. Oh yeah. And then I was like, well, now I think we have something. What if we go on earlier in the show with Kenny? When's Kenny's match? It was supposed to be second from the top. Yeah. Uh, then Cody moved it to third from the top. So we'd be done sometime around 9, 9, 15. Then get on the plane. Then go to Kansas for the show. And go straight on stage. And go straight on stage. And yeah. so that's kind of, we started thinking. So I called our manager, Mark Willis, who then called the promoter in Kansas uh, and said Kansas City and said you know we need to move the show back didn't tell him why yeah just said here's what we're going to do it's my show I need you to do this now most promoters that that run shows in venues and clubs where they sell alcohol on a Saturday night would rather have it later well that's right makes them more money makes them more money right more people drinking you know etc yeah so he agreed and once he agreed then we got it all figured out with Cody got it all figured out with with the private plane mm. 
and then the piece de resistance, you know, to go, you know, behind baseball here was I had the idea, you know, Kenny has the match and forget about the Kota Ibushi thing. That didn't really ever stick with me anyways. If it was a Kota idea, I probably wouldn't have done it because I have no match with Kota Ibushi. Well, that's right. Yeah, it wouldn't have, it would have been a very loose connection. Yes, yes. And then I said, why don't you have Kenny versus uh, uh, Penta? Kenny wins. Lights go out, lights go on. Jericho's in the ring. I attack him, grab the mic and say, I'll see you on the cruise. Cody said, I love it. But he said, Nick Jackson had the idea of why don't lights go out, lights go on. Penta's still in the ring. Penta attacks Omega and unmasks, and you're Penta. And I was like, that's amazing. Yeah. It was even better, you know, because I'd done something like that as Bushi in New Japan. I did it with Seth Rollins as um, uh, Sin Cara Mm. a couple couple years ago. So then we had it all in place. And then, then, you know, it's one of those things that you just couldn't believe that it was able to happen. It was just one of those things where it, it just happened that everything worked out logistically and anything. Anything that, uh, that could have gone wrong, either side, it would have ruined it. It just worked out perfectly. Now, what? Because you know, no one knew about this. No. no, no one knew except for the Young Bucks and Cody, and a few other people. Maybe day of the show, and then the guy who arranged the plane, obviously Mark Willis. Yes. And I think I told I told I had to tell Sam, our tour manager. Yeah, he had to know. Just, he had to know, and I told yeah. Rich because you know Rich is my partner, exactly. and just to let him know that you, you know, know he's going on late. This is the reason why. So, what did you think? When did I tell you? And what did you think? So, I so, okay. So I remember a little while ago when the tour was announced because we not all the shows were booked. Right, there's and, some stragglers coming in. Yeah, and I don't know if you remember. I I even texted you saying, "Hey, do we have these days off? Because I'll just try and fly to all in. I wanted to go as a fan. Right, to all in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I remember you saying, "Well, you know, there's still going to be a show booked on that night." So I was like, "Ah, oh, damn. Okay, I'll just watch it on demand." So then I um. I saw a tweet that you had that you had posted that uh, the show tonight in Madison was earlier and it was the same night as Metallica. So I was just like, oh, well, hey, early show. Are you going to Metallica and do you need a date? Uh-huh. And you said yes and yes. So like, okay. And that was also when you go, it was still mites though at this point. You said, well, there might be something in Chicago. And you didn't say why, but I mean, I, mm-hmm. I you know, worked it out because then you said, be quiet about it so i was like okay it's got to be all in so this was now two weeks ago yeah right it was a week before the tour started yeah uh and that was the that was the first i heard of it and and even then we didn't discuss it since it was just and then when the tour started that's when you said this is happening so right yeah because then i bought a ticket for you to go to yes chicago and that was on the first night of the tour yes and then and then we put your name on the manifest for the for the private jet as well and the reason why i wanted you to come company not excluded was because you never know what may or may not happen. Yeah. You know, and my idea was that you could come with me and kind of scout out, you know, walk 20 feet ahead and scout out if there's any fans around or yeah. whatever it was. And I also booked the flight to land at 5.30 in Chicago knowing that all in pre-show started at 5. Right. And we had to be there, uh, you know, my match, match, quote unquote, my spot was about 9. It was, yeah. So I was like, well, who's anybody that's going to be at the show will be there already. So no one's going to see. You know, so no one's going to see. So... So we, 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 we stayed overnight in uh, Little Rock, which was cool. Woke up, hung out for a bit, then went to the airport, yep. got on the plane, flew to Atlanta. Yep. Had like a two-hour layover there. Yep. Went to the lounge. Uh, nice some lounge. Lovely. Uh, uh, had mac, a soup. You had a soup. I had mac and cheese. Yeah, yeah good. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, ever get a chance to go to the uh, Diamond Lounge in Atlanta Airport, please do. I remember I sat down with a drink and you go, did you get that from the bar? As if, if they made probably thinking I was already starting the drink. It was <laughs> yeah. like, no, it's just tea. Don't <laughs> <Yeah>. worry. <laughs> I was wondering what you were into at that point. Yeah. 
That was way too early. So then we um, we get on the plane and fly to Chicago. Yep. And we land, and uh, I got off first. Well, wait, no, we landed. Remember, we landed late. Oh, geez, let me. See. Forgot about that. We yep. landed late uh, to begin with, and as we were going down the runway, the plane stops on like a, a, a like a, on a dime, like shuddering on a dime. I mean, it. it- it felt like we crashed into something. Right. And the lady next to me said, thank God we're on the ground. Because it felt, it felt like a crash. Right. And I was like, well, thank God it happened while we're on the ground. And like, yeah, good point. Yeah, it's, like, it's like, almost like we had like a car crash or something like that. Yeah, it turns out it was a de- uh, defective brake. So they were trying to taxi and just the brake just latched right. on or something and, and it stopped dead. You know, what can you do? And so then they started trying to move and it's moving very slow. Yeah. And I'm thinking like, we're already about 20 minutes late, just I'm weather maybe. or what? I think it was weather. But we're stuck in the. Can you imagine if we were stuck on the runway in Chicago, and it's one of those things where you know you can't let anybody off the plane because yeah. you're in a freaking middle of a runway. They're not going to let us run down the runway with yeah. our bags. You yeah, know? and if the brake is on, like, what are we going to do? Yeah, like we could be stuck here for our gig, and they're not going to let you off, and no matter who you are. Like, I'm not going to open the latch and we shimmy down the drain pipe. Well, excuse and- me, I have to do a secret run in <laughs> yeah, at a wrestling exactly. show. <laughs> exactly. So we finally do pull up to the gate. And they've got uh, Atlas Security is waiting for us. Now, Atlas Security is the security that was uh, uh, was ECW security in the 90s. It was the big guys that always wore the black sports coats. And mm. I don't remember much about them, but I always remember thinking like they're a little, you know, very good at what they do, but a little Keystone Copish in a way. You know, like they're always a little bit kind of like confused or something. Slightly. They mean so well. Yeah, and they do like, a good job. But I remember really like, I even remember like in ECW times, there was always something like Vince McMahon security guards are like ex, you know, Green Berets. Exactly. You know, like ex military assassins. These guys are like just tough guys that grew up on the street that do security. And it's not that they would. They're not stupid. No, it's no, not no, that. no, I didn't it's say that. No, no, I know you know. I'm just yeah. clarifying. It's like they're not. It's, yeah, the, 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 Vince's guys, like I said, are used to the machine of WWE. And this, once again, this was a. I was wondering, it was poking me in the ball bag. Well, it wasn't me. It's not you. It's my. It's my laminate. <laughs> that's somehow. How did that get inside? Oh, I buttoned my pants. Ah. And my lam- I was like, what the hell's poking me in the dick there? So it was a, a plastic, uh, hard plastic square. With your face on me it, with my face on it. Yeah. Oh, you know what? You just one thing as well. Do you want to talk, do you want to talk about the uh, the potential secret being blown by that guy? Well, that's what we're that's what we're getting to. Oh, but oh, you, you were talking about Atlas. That was yeah. Well, we were getting there. What I was saying is, Atlas Security was waiting for us. Yes, and it was like once again, everything is secret. No one knows about this. And I, of course, have done this, you know, a dozen times before, and yeah. it, 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 it most of the time it works. But you got to be smart. You know, like you, you had checked a bag. You, had brought, you brought a giant suitcase. Well, for a five-hour trip. I know. Uh, it, I had no other option because we had to bring toiletries. We didn't yeah. have to. Well, we did because you know you we had your hair. Yeah, and look good for the show. And um, and you know, obviously liquids you can't bring them on board. And I don't have a smaller case. That is the only yeah, suitcase yeah, yeah. I have. We sh- in retrospect, we should have put them in my smaller case. Yeah, but you had this giant backpack and a giant like <laughs> turtle. It looked shell like we were going for weeks. <laughs> it, did, yeah. it did. So we finally land. We get off the plane. And I'm texting the Atlas guys. He's like, we're upstairs. I'm like, we're, we're fi-. like I said, we're stuck on the runway. And he's probably telling Cody. And Cody's flipping out. Because obviously, these guys are running this show for the first time. They got a lot of stuff oh, to yeah. worry about. So um, they take us. Uh, we, we get off the plane. I go into in uh, the bathroom to go to the bathroom. And unbeknownst to me, because my phone was in my pocket, you had texted me. 
I said, uh, keep your head down. There's a guy with a Bullet Club shirt behind me. Which is unbelievable, the fact that there was a Bullet Club guy on the plane from Atlanta to, to Chicago landing after the show started. I, I was amazed. And uh, it was, uh, and I noticed him standing up and he, he, I don't know whether he, whether he's seen me in pictures that you've posted on Instagram, but he clocked me and he was looking at me the whole time. And it must've been after he noticed you. It must, cause you text me and this is, I said, I said, uh, okay, so I'm on the plane getting off. And I said, you need to get your bag quickly. We are 30 minutes away from Sears center. So you would go downstairs and grab your bag, and I would go straight to departures. That yes. way, if there's any fans waiting in arrivals, they just I go to departures. Exactly, because right? you know all it takes is one picture, and the whole on the internet, it's, oh, blown. it's all blown. Yeah. Uh, and then I said, I'll rush down there. I said, then come back and meet me at departures. Okay, sounds good. And then I put my phone in my pocket at five fifty three. I got off the plane, went in the bathroom. You texted me at six oh one. Keep your head down. Bullet Club shirt behind me. He's in the bathroom. Yeah. So I came out and I saw you, you were, you were walked a little bit past the bathroom. I was like, Jack, Jack. And you, I was just rushing. I was going, yeah. you know? And so you came back and you're like, you know, do you want a hoodie or anything? I'm fine. Like, there's not going to be anybody here. And you didn't tell me about the bullet club. Guy. I thought you'd seen you your phone. I'd seen the phone. Yeah. And, and you assumed that I saw it. And I assumed that, that you, you're like, what are you talking about? So a guy walks past me. Well, so you're talking first, you're, you're talking to me. Right. And I, I, I don't know if you saw, but my eyes were doing this. Mm. I don't know if you noticed. So my eyes were kind of. I didn't. So my eyes were, were shifting to the to, to behind you. I was on your right, mm -hmm. and I saw him behind you to your left. And I thought, okay, on your left arm, you got tattoos. Mm -hmm. You're wearing a sleeveless shirt. Right. So I, I walked in front of you and went to your left. And I thought, okay, if I just cover your tattoos, he might not see your face yeah, or anything yeah, yeah. like that. And then I'm, I'm, I'm still looking at him behind me. I'm just kind of tilting my head, like, you know, proper security, even though I'm a skinny guy, but yeah, you know, but it's all, it's all I was kind of doing that, just looking and, uh, and then he disappeared. And I'm like, all right, he's doing something. Sure enough, five seconds later, he rushes in front of us, holding his phone upside down behind him, wow. snapping photos. And I point and I go, he's taking photos. I saw it. I knew it was going to happen. Yeah, because you walk, the guy walked by and, and I said, like, he's wearing a Bullet Club shirt. And you said, yeah, like, because I once again, I didn't see that you text. Yeah. And I said, did he take a picture? And you said, yes. I said, go get him. Yep. So I ran after him. And I was like, hey, man, didn't even have to question it. He goes, ah, oh, okay. He knew. Yeah. He owned up. And I, he go, I was like, you got to delete those, man. And he goes, okay, I will. He goes, you want to check the phone? So I checked the phone. And yeah, the, sure enough, his pictures of me pointing at him. <laughs> Um, so he actually had enough good pictures that he could have he could have blown, the, blown, the, blown yeah. the spot. It, it was clear, clear as day. Wow. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. See, and that's and, and once again, good on him for not being a dick. Yes. But dude, come on, like you're really this close to it. Now he must have been flipping out too if he was going all in, knowing that we're stuck on the runway, right? Missing the show. Yeah. Yeah. You he know? probably was freaking maybe out. Maybe had to work that day or something, and thought maybe I could still make it in time for the show. I guess. But you know, and then to take those pictures, so. Uh, very cool that you're able to track them down. Mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, crisis avoided. So you go down to get the bag. I go aside. I'm looking for Atlas Security. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, hey, where are you? Because now I'm paranoid. I'm thinking there's going to be a whole, you know, a battalion, a whole platoon of freaking oh, Alpha, to give it away. Uh, uh, Bullet Club shirt people walking around snapping pictures, right? Yeah. So I'm waiting for the Atlas Security guy, and I'm like, where are you? He's like, I said, I'm at Delta. 2D Orange, departures. He's like, are your departures or arrival? I'm like, I'm departures. He goes, I don't see you. I'm like, I'm right here. He goes, I don't know where you are. I'm right here. Where's your car? He goes, are you inside or outside? I'm outside. He goes, oh, I'm inside. <laughs> Get outside. Why would I wait for you inside? So we finally came. Then you came over and we start driving to go to the Sears Center. And dude, it's a long way away. I it didn't was. realize it was a good 30 minutes away. Yeah, yeah at least. 
So we're driving, and you know, it's getting a little bit late, but we're still got time because I was thinking, you know, as long as we're there by seven ish, you know, seven thirty, whatever. Yeah. NetCredit is here to say yes because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com/partners. NetCredit, credit to the people. So we pull up to the Sears Center, and the coolest thing was seeing that parking lot just jam packed. Oh, you could see it from a mile away. A mile away, like, yeah. and you know, like, geez, like this is. These are our guys, you know, the, this the, is real. The, the little, let's put on a show, guys. Yeah. So we go to the back and then I ask you an Atlas security guy, but basically, once again, that's why you're there because I can trust you. And these guys, they didn't really know the lay of the land. No. Uh, and, and once again, the, these guys have so much to worry about. In WWE, it's just standard practice. Yeah. You got a secret guy. He waits in one of the buses in the back. When it's time, you lead him in, you know, the whole thing. That's why I had you there. So I said, go inside and check out, you know, because they told me there's an office that you can go hide in. And it's really easy access from from the entrance to the, excuse me, entrance to the backstage. So what they didn't tell us, though, was as soon as you go through the back door, where the where the ramp is, pretty much just next to gorilla position, it's just wide open. Yeah. Like, the, there's like, no... The, the fans have a direct view of the backstage, a, yeah. a direct eye line to the backstage. Yeah, area. and you know, there's no way that we could just sneak you in. Uh, and all the talent is hanging around back there, and all yeah. the, you know, all the guys that are associated with the show. Like there was probably, I don't know, sixty people that we walked past. Yeah, and it, literally as soon as you go through the door, Matt Cross was there, Brian Cage was there, and I was like, yeah, we we need to try and figure out another door. So we're now we're running around trying to find a different entrance. And there in the meantime, is a- I called Nick Jackson. Oh yeah, or actually Nick called me, and I said like. Because I text them, we have a group text. Me, Bucks, and the Cody for or Cody for this whole thing. I text him. Nick responds. I'm like, dude, I'm in the back. Like, he, I saw him on the phone, and I was like, he was on the phone with me. There we go. So he comes. I said, do you have a mask? Because I can get you a mask. Mm-hmm. Okay, get a mask. Pouring rain now at this point. He runs outside, gets in the car with a mask, and then once again, like, kind of stupid. Like, why am I wearing a sleeveless flannel shirt? Like, it couldn't be more obvious. <laughs> like, cheesy meathead bodybuilder, right? Yeah. So then I borrow your hoodie. Which is about three sizes too small. Yes. Then I bore your your plaid shirt, which is another three sizes too small. And then I get the uh, suit jacket from Atlas Security, who's about three sizes too big for me. I mean, it was a good look. It was a good look. And then I go in. I just I basically hold your shoulder, look at the ground, and we walk in. We walk past so many people. Everybody. Everybody. And, like, people got to know. Like, they know how my size or the way I walk or whatever. But nothing. Yeah. They lead us into this backstage room. Yeah. Close the door. That was it. Cody and the Bucks are in there. Cody's just about to go out for his match. That's right. He was right? just about just to go about out. To yeah. Go out for his match. So, you know, distracting away yeah. from that because he had to know that you were there. Right. So he goes out. And once again, like in WWE, and I'm not comparing the two, but just to show some differences. In the WWE, if I, if you're in an office, they would have a monitor set up with the show on. Yes. So you would know what's going on. And once again, I would know my cue because I could see it myself. Yeah. Which comes into play later as well. Yep. <laughs> um, so we're in the dressing room and everything's cool and uh, we're just waiting. And then it's funny because Gary Juster, who I think he's one of their like he books the towns and stuff. He's one of their like legal executives. Oh, yeah. He worked for WCW in the 90s and I haven't seen Gary in 20 years. Oh, okay. So he came in there and I don't want anyone to know that yes. it's me. So Gary's there and I'm just like he doesn't know it's me. No, no he doesn't. Told him. He he's just got the release form. Yeah. 
and he goes, I think I know who you are. I'm like, hey, Gary. But I'm not trying to be too nice because I don't know, like, if he's going to go outside and go, hey, it's Jericho. Well, he, what he, yeah, he said, like, are you who I think you are? And you said, in, a, in another voice, I don't know. Ask these guys. And, and, Ask my bosses. That's it. Ask yeah. my bosses. Yeah. And then he goes, are you CI? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, man, how you doing? But I still didn't want to talk to him. You know, yeah. I, I don't want anyone to know that I'm in there. Because all, and, and Gary's a brother. He's not going to say a word, but I, you know, I no, don't know. You have to protect. I it. don't want anyone to know. Yeah. Nobody, you know, and that's why when some people were saying, oh, yeah, I knew or so-and-so knew, it's like, you didn't know shit. Mm -hmm. You didn't know shit. Because I told Cody, my rule and my deal is, because we made the deal. Uh, to come in yeah i said you know it, it, it was this is not about money you know what i mean it's about making a statement and and and, and having you know making making waves and which doing it, something pretty damn cool yeah. so i said arrange transportation around the arrange the ground transportation pay me what you think is fair and, and give me a lollipop right and they screwed me on the lollipop so far by what the way. stiffed me on the lollipop. god damn it so cody and the bucks you guys owe me a lollipop they gotta bring it on the cruise yeah they better um so I signed the release form and then uh, we're kind of hanging out in there and waiting. And then they finally, uh, Kenny comes in mm -hmm. who, who I haven't seen for a while. And then Pentagon comes in who I've never met. And I'm not sure. I, I think they might've filled him in at that point, but he still seemed a bit confused. So I, think, I don't think I told yeah, him. I don't think like, don't it must've been fresh. Did. Yeah. Yeah. So they told him, cause I had text, you know, a week before just, I mean, it's obvious. I even said, this is obvious, but I'll just say it anyways. Please make sure that Pentagon brings an extra costume. Yeah. Absolutely. Already done. What I didn't say was make sure he brings a costume that's the same as the one that he's wearing. Yes. And then, like, the Bucks were saying, like, he probably doesn't have two of the same. I don't have two of the same. Why would you? You know, why would I? Yeah. So we never even thought about that. And we could have probably had another one made. But here we are at 7 o'clock. This, no, this is now 7.10. 7.10. Yeah. And he has a gold costume and a silver costume. And they're not matching anyways, even in the in the design. Yeah. But the colors are completely different. And the idea is, once again, Kenny wins the match. Pence is selling. Lights go off. Lights go on. Everyone's like, what the hell's going on? There's nobody in there. Pence is still down. Pence gets up. Attacks Kenny. Bam, 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 bam. Unmasks Jericho. Quick side note as well. Another cool thing that, about the lights going out, oh, and, and it was going out for a while. It seemed so weird. Is that we were in the middle of a storm. Right. So it, if people knew that, it could have just seemed like the You're lights right. go out. Yes. You know? like, yeah, exactly. With so like it just power flashes again. and lightning flashes yeah. and everything as well. So um, I'm looking at this costume and like, and I'm not, you know, I'm always cool. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, what the fuck are you guys thinking? Like, oh, did I nobody see, think of this? I could see. That, yeah. But I'm the vet. I'm the pro. Yeah. I come from the Vince McMahon school of like, well, we better think of something. So then I started scrambling through my mind. Uh, get both your costumes, Penta. He goes, he comes back. Uh, I'm looking at them. I'm like, well, Jack, you got to get some gold. At first, it was like gold Sharpies. Yeah, you anything. Know, gold tape, gold paint. You got to find a hardware store. And we're looking at like Ace Hardware Store. It's 50 miles away or whatever it is. And we find a Home Depot that was 10, 12 miles away. Yeah. Minutes away, 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Away. It was six miles, about yeah. 10 minutes. So then it's like, you know, you got to go back and get Atlas to take you and you got to hurry. Yeah. You know, because so, 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 you have a nickname of the Pink Panther because sometimes like, dun, 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 <laughs> like you got to be double time speed metal Pink Panther, right? So you go off and we'll, we'll, this is where the journey splits. You, you, you'll tell, you'll you tell your tale in a second. So um, you go, go get it. 
uh, and so then I'm sitting there still trying to figure out what to do. And, he, and now he brings me a mask that's different from the mask that he's wearing. At least they were the same color. But I'm like, you know what? I can't worry about that. Now I just have to pray to God that, that you come back with something. That's right. That was the last resort. Then, then you went and I was like, because I'd heard that Flip Wilson had worn a... Um, Flip Wilson? Flip Gold. Gosh! There's an old comedian from the 60s. Google it and send me a picture of him. Make a meme of Flip Wilson and Flip Flip uh, Gordon. He's an old black comedian called Flip Wilson. Not even, he yeah, used to not be on like, the match game and stuff. Uh, Flip Gordon had done a surprise appearance earlier in the Battle Royal yes. dressed as El Luchador. And I thought, well, maybe I can wear the El Luchador costume and just appear behind there. It won't be the same, but maybe at least there'll be a swerve where people will think that it's Flip Gordon or something. And then, and then, and meanwhile, Matt and Nick have their own match to go. They're in the main event of the freaking show. That's it. And they're running the show. Yeah. And they're like, well, no one's going to really notice. And I'm like, they're going to notice that the colors are different. If the pattern is different, they're not going to notice. But the color. It's a bigger deal. It's, it's, everyone's going to know that it's not the same Pentagon. Yeah. And they might not know it instantly, but enough people will know that this is not the thing. Because my idea was I attack Kenny, bam, 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 bam. People are wondering who it is. And then once I hit the code breaker, everyone knows that it's me. Yeah. Right? So that's kind of what I'm thinking. And then Penta comes in and he paints my face, which is cool. And then I put the mask on. I'm like, well, from the, from the neck up, I it's, look awesome. Oh, yeah. From the neck down, I look terrible. Because I was like, well, maybe I'll wear like my Fozzie pants. And I didn't bring my boots. I didn't bring my neoprenes. I brought nothing. Well, it's just one of those things. It was such a... I'm not in wrestling mode. Yeah. I'm not thinking of the stuff that I need for wrestling. Yeah. Because you never know what can happen. So then I sit there and wait. Let's put it over to you. So at this point, um, we are... So you go outside. Did you have any... Uh, uh, problems finding those guys or, or getting them to give you a ride or no anything? no to be fair on atlas they they found a venue runner like immediately so i was like um okay stay here on standby for just a sec i'm gonna go to the maintenance room see if i can find some tape there uh paint there because yeah. uh one of the venue reps said we may have some in there anyway they didn't so i come back we go uh and i was like hey man we we need to go to home depot right now and he goes what for I was like, I let's just go and i'll tell you what i can in the car so we go there he did not park outside the door, and now it's torrential rain. So we're now walking to to the parking lot in right. torrential rain. I get caught in it, just drenched. We go there. Uh, we get there at... Oh, no, first of all, um, Atlas suggested that uh, it was... Uh, uh, what's her name? Tessa Blanchard. She yeah. was wearing gold gears. We're like, well, why don't we just ask Tessa and see if she might have... She was on the phone. We couldn't wait for her to get off the she phone. she has gold paint? Yeah, or tape or anything, you know? Because um, she had... I think she had some, like, gold accessories. We thought maybe she might have something like that. But it was taking too long. She was with family or friends, and she was then on the phone. Uh, so I was like, nope, screw it. Home Depot. <laughs> you know, let's right. just go. So we go there, we get there at 7.40 or 7.45, and they actually were due to close at 8. So we get there just before they close, I run in, I try and find tape, uh, sorry, paint. I texted you saying I can't find Sharpies, right. can't find tape. So then you said yellow tape is fine, I managed to find that. And uh, at this point, they're just about to close. The cashier is actually ushering me out of the door. Right. So caught in a storm, if we were a couple minutes later, this would not have worked. This would have gone. 
So then we come back. Uh, you're texting me saying like, you know, hurry, hurry. And I was like, yep. So you, you found that this. paint right away. Cause you said at first, I can't find gold. And I said, we'll just find yellow. Yeah. 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 But then I managed to see this spray paint section, which was a bit like, um, cause you have your ego riser on stage for the Fuzzy shows. And we use this particular black paint and it dries pretty quick. So I saw the same brand. And I was like, ah, they got metallic paints. And I straight away found some gold. So I was like, perfect. Mm -hmm. We can at least make it work with mm -hmm. this, but don't get tape. We have this. Yeah. So um, do that, get some Sharpies, which again, I couldn't find until the last minute by the, by the register. Pack up a pack of Doritos just because, and then we uh, <laughs> go out the door, uh, drive back, and um, uh, there was a car accident. No. Yeah, I didn't tell you this. It was a car accident. Someone had just, it was just too wet. They just must have aquaplaned. They went into the, uh, the central reservation. Um, so we're like, what if we get stopped? Uh, then we hit every light on the way back, and I was just like throwing down his Doritos, like, come on. <laughs> Um, and then straight away, yeah, I was like, incoming, three minutes. So uh, I don't know if you got that message on that. I did. Cool. So I run in, dripping. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, I've got paint, out of breath. And then... Um, so you get, yeah, so you give me the paint. And I'm looking, yep. and I'm like, because I was thinking that we'd get like a, a pail of paint and a paintbrush or something. Yeah. Because I'm like, this might take paint. forever to dry. Yeah. And the spray paint came, and, and I'm like, well, let me just try it. And instead of like trying to be all dainty about it. I'm just spraying it, like just covering the whole thing. Yeah. And the black parts stay black, but you can see up closer streaks of the gold. It did go a bit. But the silver turns gold. Oh, it was great. Beautifully. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, how long is this going to take to dry? So I start asking if anybody has a hair dryer. Which is amazing. You know, it? and none of the girls had a hair dryer. Like, we, once they were getting Atlas security to go out. This is what I was thinking dryers. about. I wondered if it was because it was Atlas. Well, they actually asked someone to go in and ask. And, and I, because we couldn't say why, maybe they were just being protective over their stuff, wondering it might not come back. Right. Because right, I would right. be amazed if I mean, yeah, of, yeah, somebody would have hair. And then, yeah. of course, these are all echo friendly dressing rooms. Oh, they're un echo friendly dressing rooms yeah. with no hair, no dryers. That's right. Yeah, we could all go just in. Paper and dispensers. Daniel Bryan would have a heart attack. But lo and behold, so so then so then Cody's got a bunch of um, uh, like American Nightmare sweatsuits. So we hang them up in the shower, <laughs> and then we'd grab the sweatsuits and just start fanning, fanning them like giant palm fronds. And I was saying to try and dry them off as quickly as we if could. Anyone can see us right now. I know people yeah. only knew. Yeah. And meanwhile, now it's like it's getting close to like eight thirty. This was about eight thirty, yeah. And I'm on at like you know nine. Nine, yeah. So I finally put the costume on and the more it dried, the more we did. Cause at first I was like, I'll just do the front side and like, I won't even worry about the pants. But then it's like, this, this is drying so fast. Yeah. Let's dry the front. Let's dry the back. Let's, let's, let's do everything. And we did every, did the little loincloth thing that he wears. Yeah, it was everything. Front, back, sides of the pants. And just like, you're like, should we tape up the parts? We don't, I like, we don't have time. Just That's spray. Right. Yeah. Spraying, 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 spraying as much as we can. And dude, I put that damn costume on. And on camera, all the pictures that I posted on Instagram, all that stuff, it looks exactly like his costume. Yeah, it popped very well it on did. the camera. And I even told Pentagon, I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. We're painting this gold. I'll give you money for it. And afterwards, I told the Jacksons. He's like, yeah, we're going to have to pay him for his outfit. I'm like, F that. He can take that and sell it to some fan for thousands of dollars. That's true. Like the actual ring-worn costume yeah. that Jericho wore during All In, you know? Well, uh, speaking, uh, Going back to the fanning real quick as well, uh, Matt came in and I was fanning like the loincloth on the floor and you were still in the bathroom. So he must've just walked in wondering like, what the, what the hell are these <laughs> guys doing? English guy doing it. Yeah. So, uh, no. And, um, I remember he, he, Pencil was still very like, no, 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 whatever. About he was super cool. He was very cool. about yeah, it. He was yeah. super cool about it. Like that guy was really cool. Cause I, someone took my gear and started like basically ruining it. Yeah. 
I'd be like, hey, come on, guys. But like, he was all all in, no I pun intended. He, yeah, he he seemed to be thinking of it from like the fan perspective, which is yes, you know. exactly. And and I think it was a pretty cool thing that he was able to do that. So I, I think once again, putting it on and looking at it, and like, you guys have no idea how close it was to just me wearing a damn silver costume, you know. So um, then. We're ready to go. Kenny comes in one more time. Penta comes in. They go over their stuff. And I'm stuck in the office. But the deal is, and I haven't been to the venue. Yeah. So I don't know where I'm supposed to run through, where I'm supposed to go. And I've done this enough times, but usually I'll scout it out first because you're not hiding. You're you're there and you know kind of where to go, right? So... Um, they give me kind of like the Atlas guys will take you out there and, and you're going to go kind of straight shot and then they'll take you to the right. And cause the lights go out and it's a little bit of a jaunt. It was to get back to the ring. And, um, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a pro I'll, fi- I'll figure it out. So your cue was, I said, cause the finish was the one winged angel. When Kenny hits the one winged angel, knock on the door and I'll go out there, which gives me about 10 seconds to go out there. The lights will go out. Then I'll run. So when they were going through the match in the back, they were talking about how many times it would be reversed. And I remembered it was meant to be, well, I mean, without, anyway, I remember it was meant to be two. So like, okay, they've done the two. So I guess something happened and they tried it again because I was watching the monitor and I was like, okay, we're in the end, we're in the ending sequence now. I know this is coming up. I remember the a spot they were talking about. I was like, it's coming up. And this time my heart's going. So I'm like, if I screw this up, <laughs> I am getting fired. You know, I was like, you know, like this. And the security like, are you cool? I was like, yeah, yeah, no, fine. And I'm freaking out now. I'm like, and then sure enough, picks him up, one winged angel, and I see him go down. But and at this point, I'm as in about to go down, uh, you know, slammed. And uh, I was like, I looked away as it happened. And I was like, right, let's go. Knock on your door. Let's go, guys. Let's go. Turns out it was just another reversal. <laughs> so, you know, but once again, not being in wrestling mode, what I should have done was ask them. What's the sequence going into the finish? They yeah. would say it would be package pile driver. You know, I think it was a V trigger, whatever. And yeah. then you would know. But not thinking about that sort of stuff. And so you come and knock on the door and I go outside. And now, like, you're in the now dump. it's okay when people see you because now you're going with a mission. Like, oh, what the hell is that? Yeah. And I go around the corner. I go and then I go out there. And I'm like, he's just gave He's, him an arm breaker yeah he does this thing where he breaks someone's arm and at this point my heart sank i'm like oh my god i've done it and there's people around i've seen tommy dreamer at the gorilla position and there's a bunch of people gathered around but what we did was that you kind of stood in front of me and there was a light area where the gorilla position was yeah and then a dark area where no one could see you thankfully so i just hid in the dark area and then you kind of stood in front of me and then you're like can you tell the big Atlas guy? Can you stand in front of me? Cause I'm not that big of a guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like standing behind a telephone pole when I was with you or standing behind a freaking, you know, Chain like link a, a washing machine with yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, then standing there kind of hiding in the darkness and then Kenny finally hits the one way angel wins and then the lights go out. Yeah. And now it's time to go. And once again, I know cause I've done this, you know, figure, figuratively a hundred times. They've never done it. So they're kind of most, I'm pushing them like, go, go. Yeah, so they didn't go. They, they, they didn't. Yeah. But because once again, they're doing a great job, but not a wrestling job. This is what the WWE security is trained in. Yes. Let's go. Lead the, blah, 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 clear the way. And so we're running and they we run. We we're supposed to take a right to go down this pathway to where the ring is. They just hit like seats. Now I'm on my own. I push the guy the way he falls down. I just so I, I pushed him to the ground. And I'm running, and I'm going to run straight down. I'm like, no, I turned here. I'm just running through the crowd, and I happen to see the fence. 
and I don't know which way I was supposed to go, which way. And I jump over the fence, and I'm right in front of Kenny. They took oh. me to the wrong side, or else Kenny was standing on the wrong side, whatever it was. So now I got to walk past Kenny, who now for, for for the fans, only people that ever see that stuff are just people that are sitting in the front row. Yeah, you know, eleven thousand people are there, and ten thousand nine hundred have no idea what's going on. Yes, and a hundred can see some motion, and maybe. 20 saw me run past Kenny. But they may not, including uh, Kenny. Because the lights were out, they may not have actually, you know, completely seen you. Yeah, anyway. yeah. They exactly. just would have seen a figure. Yeah, yeah, then they don't know for sure. So, yeah. anyways, I slide in the ring and just lay there. Good thing, uh, a funny part is as well, when the lights were out, um, I don't know what Cody was getting in a headset, but I remember he was like, he's on his way, like that. Sort of, he knew that something happened. Yeah, you know? and when I was in there, I was in there for about a good 15 seconds before they turned the lights on. Oh, really? And someone was giving me the Iggy, like shaking my hand, and I was like, like yes like if i could have yelled it turn the lights on yeah but i was there yeah and then they turn the lights on and there's no pop at all which no, is great it's perfect because people are expecting somebody to be standing in the ring yep and when there's nobody there it was perfectly genius you know so that's when you know my idea was kenny's kind of looking and sees penta still selling so he looks back up again i guess something you know people were thinking that there was a screw up yeah and then I was like, I'll pull the Jason Voorhees, stand up behind you. People will see. They won't know for sure. Attack you, beat you up a bit. Like I said, boom, boom, boom. When I finally give you the code breaker, everyone will know it's me. That's when I unmask. So the cool thing was when you stood up, like, it was just a small, like, huh? It wasn't like a pop. It was like, something, something's not right. But they, they weren't sure what it was. Right. And I think it may have been that people could have seen your arm, but they couldn't tell. Like, you know, like, something's, you, you know, know, I don't think... I'm calling bullshit on that. Do you think? Yeah. I think there might be a few people that notice, but most people are not going to be looking at the guy's arms. True. You know, you're going to see Pentagon standing up behind you, knowing that something may or may not be off. And then maybe as, as the course of the attack goes, there might be people looking at an arm if they're pausing it. But in the spur of the moment, no one knows for sure what's going on. Yeah. So maybe it was more, it was definitely, it was definitely like a huh reaction. Like what sure. is going on? It was definitely that. And then, yeah. Was, and my invitation to the fans to let them know that it's me is the code breaker. Exactly. And, and when then, that happened, that popped. So tell us the reaction from the back. Because the reaction in the ring was crazy huge. Yeah. Because if one thing, when I started moving, people know a little bit how I mean, Like when I threw him in the corner and hit him with a kind of a forearm to the face, mm. that's kind of a Jericho move. And also, I don't, I didn't see Penta's match. But he, like no two guys move the same. Right. So if you're no wrestling, you're going to know that's not the same guy that was just in there before. Yeah. So I hit the code breaker. What happens on your end? So my end, right. At this point. Where were you? I was right next to Gorilla. I was oh. looking at the monitor. So Cody was there, Dreamer, uh, the Bucks. Uh, there weren't that many other people, actually. Yeah. Thinking about it, it was just basically the people involved, uh, which was cool. So then um, code breaker happens, huge pop. And all of a sudden I look at Nick and he's literally grabbing his arm and he's, he's saying, I've got chills. He's like. Yeah. Now all of a sudden the reveal happens. You pull the mask off and everyone just explodes. And even in the back, everyone's they're clapping, you know. And I can see Cody's face. It was just pure, just pride That's that it cool, was pulled yeah. off, man. It was, it was, uh, it was very cool to see from my perspective because I'm obviously also a fan. So to see the back, you know, to see what the reaction was in the back from the people that were organizing it, and they were truly proud of what they did. It was, it was cool. It's funny because Hot Topic posted a great video on Twitter. Mm. They were filming the monitor. And oh, so they were there as when well. When I okay. hit the code breaker, they turned over and you can see this big giant smile on Nick's face. Yep. They just got Nick in it. 
Uh, and speaking of which, that's another thing in classic Jericho fashion, always be closing, uh, like Alec Baldwin says in Glengarry Glen Ross. Uh, I put on Penta's outfit, but underneath, I put on the new Hot Topic Judas uh, Jericho Blackcraft collaboration shirt, which the day before in Little Rock, I had to go to the mall to buy it. Right. Because I, I, I got to have something. I could just wear Pentas thing, but I want people to know that it's Jericho. Of course, they're going to know when I take the mask off, but I want another transition. Just like too. confirmation. Right. You know, so yeah. I took the, his shirt off. I undid my hair. And underneath, I'm wearing, of course, the new Judas shirt. Which, which is, really helps like with pictures. It looks great. It was great. And that's when you can see the transition between, you know, because it goes from like Doink Rollins, you know, <laughs> the, 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 the paint on top and then the Rollins outfit to then there's Jericho wearing a new Jericho shirt. And the Hot Topic guys are there filming that too. So that's a shout out to Hot Topic. But yeah, man, just a very cool feeling of just the, the surprise. I love the surprise element of it. I always get off on that, so to speak. And, you know, it was just, it's funny because I'll be Y2J to the day I die. You know what I mean? And, and and even though that character doesn't exist anymore, that's what people like to chant. And, and Healer Babyface, when you appear as a surprise, you're automatically a baby face on that night. Yeah. So it was cool. And then hit him with another code breaker and Kenny takes the best code breakers. Oh, it's beautiful. And then I grab the mic and I say, you know, uh, Kenny Omega, I'll see you on the Jericho cruise. And the pop Boom. for that. That was a great pop too. Dude. That, I mean, if anything, that was almost a bigger pop, yeah. you know, than, than the reveal. Cause it's right. like, Oh wow. They're going to, you know, going to battle on the cruise. And then I go out and, and found out today that I sold zero, uh, <laughs> Zero <laughs> happens yesterday, so everyone's yes. watching the pay per view. So hopefully, uh, hopefully, uh, you know, <laughs> hopefully it goes that way. So the buzz it created, man, it was it was huge. It was huge, and like I said, just being there was huge. The cruise thing, the the shirt, the the reveal, Pentagon thing. It was one of the coolest moments of my career, and I'm glad I got to do that in the states after doing it in Japan the last couple of times. Yeah, which is you the know? first. What was what was it? The first time you've been in another in the U.S. for another company since your debut. In exactly. You know? it, yeah, so. and then you know uh, I went through the crowd, ran back through the crowd, and then. Um, Flipped off a couple sections, then Don Callis was there, and I'd read on Twitter earlier that he said that Kenny Omega is the best wrestler that Winnipeg ever produced. So I pushed the desk, and I was like, "Best wrestler Winnipeg ever produced." And of course, he takes a big bump off the side, and um, it was great, you know. And, and he claims he knew I was there, but I'm calling bullshit on that too. Unless maybe they let the production people in, I don't know. And then you walk to the back, and then you're seeing like, "I want to talk to so many people, but we gotta go. We have to go because we still have a show to play." Yeah, we got a show to play, yeah. so. You know, I walk out, I saw Conan, said hi to him. Bubba Ray came and talked to us for a while as yep. I was getting unchanged. But then, you know, I walked out, I saw Mandy Leon, I saw Carrie Silkin, I saw Joey Janela. Yep. Uh, that was about it. I think that was about it. And then and we had to go. I saw Tessa Blanchard, who I've never met. I wanted to say hi, but we didn't have a chance. I saw Tommy. But it was basically, hey, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? That and was then, it. like, a thief in the night, boom, we're gone. Yeah. We, you, you were know? saying hello to all these people while moving. While moving, yeah, because yep. they were like, we got to get you out of here. And then we go outside into the pouring rain, get back into the car, and see a giant lightning flash. Which is not what you want to see. Which is not what you want to see. Because a private jet can take off in almost any circumstances, but lightning is yeah. a no-no. Yeah. And the and then we got in the car, and you got a message from the plane. Right. So I got a message from the uh, from the plane company saying, um, you know, because of weather conditions that we're slightly delayed, we're, uh, you know, if you need any more info, call me. So immediately I called them and... Um, Luckily, they were in the air, but they were due to land in Chicago uh, in you know ten minutes, right? Uh, ten to fifteen minutes, and luckily our car journey was ten to fifteen minutes. So we get to you know the terminal, 
And what, were you waiting there for maybe two Hardly or three minutes? All, yeah. yeah. And then go on the plane. Um, and then, yeah, get in the air. A little bit later, we had to get a different route because of the weather. Yeah. Um, but thankfully, that storm, at least the lightning, didn't uh, didn't didn't keep going. It no, and we, and we got on there. And um, once again, the private jet, which is a whole other story, uh, set up very, very coolly um, uh, for us. And we get on the plane. There's an amazing chicken salad and this yeah it was great little little fruit set up and then very fresh ingredients very fresh ingredients then we go there's a snifters mm. of alcohol and i grab one that was clear as gin ah which i'm okay with but yeah another in the back whiskey ah. another in the back dark rum and there's one left and we pull it out and it's the gg and it was gg yeah. it was actually gg yeah Gigi. so um when i changed out of my costume i had um had the makeup on and I bought makeup removers and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to keep the makeup on. Cause you know, I want people to know in Kansas city cause it's a late show, but I want them to know that it's a part of history. You're seeing something that no yes. one else is going to see. It was a good move. It was. Yeah. So, um, and then as we were taken off, I told Sam or TM to go on stage and announce Jericho's on his way on the private jet. You know, you're, you're going to see a part of history tonight. Stay tuned. Cause a lot of people were saying, you guys said you're going to be in Kansas tonight. You, yeah. you know, you like, no, we're still going to be in Kansas. We're going there now. That's why you put a video out saying we are right. On we're the on plane. the way. We're you on know, the way. And yeah. that's the thing that people are really latching on to. Like, not only did Jericho make this appearance, but also still did the Fozzie show. And like I said, if it came to not being able to do all in because of the Fozzie gig, I couldn't have canceled the show. That's not how we work. That's right. The gig was made. Yes. You know, if we had better planning, but I never planned on doing all in in the first place. It was just not something that I, I felt any desire to do. Because there wasn't any matches that appealed to me, but that run-in was 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 perfect, you know. So, honestly, man, yeah, it was uh, it was it was a special moment, uh, and 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 to see everyone's reaction in the back, as if like, yeah, hard yeah. work has paid off. Yeah, it was then, very cool. And then we flew, touchdown, no problems. Got yep. right in the car that was in the tarmac, which is amazing thing about charter flights. That's is right. Just it, it's that's the way to go. If anybody out there is a multimillionaire and you want a charter flight, do it or buy a plane. Is what I'm saying. We should go half on a plane one day. Sure, let's do that. Let's do that. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'm down. Keep, keep an eye out for some... Uh, I saw a meme the other day of... Uh, I was telling Samoa Joe that I was going to go meet up with him in Japan, mm. take his private jet, and I found a meme of a guy riding like a go-kart built like a private jet. So that's <laughs> kind of... Maybe we might be able to afford that. Well, we can do that. Yeah, yeah. on top of it. Yeah. It's like my dad met George Carlin in the 70s, and he was with the New York Rangers, and then Carlin, Carlin was like, Hey, Rangers, what are you doing? You guys are getting on the plane? I'm getting in the plane. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. George Carlin. So we land, we get in the car, we go, we get right to the venue. And when we get to the venue, it's like, we got to be on in 10 it, minutes. It's go time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you you quickly, because you already had your... Uh, I, I, I wore my rock pants yeah. there. Uh, so we had to just go to the back, get your vest, get your jacket, get your ear, uh, in-ear monitors, get the pack, the wireless pack, and just go on stage. And I'm putting on my, my sneakers for the show, jackets, all that sort of stuff. And uh, I text Sam, we, we do the one, what do we call it, one before? Yeah, one to go. One yeah. to go, and that's always high voltage by ACDC, play it, and as the one to go is playing, I'm still getting my final shit on. Yeah. The costume, ears are on. Go over, see the boys for the first time in the day, film one more video that you posted on your story, on yep. Foster Rock story, and off we go on the stage. Funny thing is, as well, during the show, is that Sam sent me a text, I mean, it, it, just because he was in show mode, you know, but you don't, you don't think... So he goes, because uh, oh, you had a bit of static in your ears. Right. So I texted him saying, you know, Chris has got a bit of static in his ears. And Sam goes, 
did you not check his ears? So I text back, I was on a plane. <laughs> so I, I couldn't quite do that. Right, right, so, right, right. Uh, yeah, he just didn't, you know. He, well, yeah, that's what I mean. Just, it's like any other day, once we get on stage, we got to go. And, and we usually play for about 80 minutes, but because it was so late and we had to get out of there because we had a 500-mile drive to come here. Yeah. Uh, and once again, I, I felt like the, the the fact that the set was shorter, but combined with what had happened, that the people got more than their money's worth because they got to see the the, the famous legendary Fozzie show after all. And in. you could see the reaction, uh, and, you know how how they thought about it, how they thought of the show. Sorry, because of the amount of people that waited. I mean, right. Unfortunately, we couldn't. Well, I mean, not, not they want to see me, but we couldn't accommodate everyone that, that wanted to try and meet you because we had to leave. It wasn't that we were trying to. Oh, at, uh, at, in Chicago. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, oh, last at, night oh, at the, the show. show. Yeah, exactly. The amount of people that were outside the bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and at that it, point, we were just fried. I was done. Yeah. But, but even so, we were going to play 10 songs and, and I felt like, you know, we need to give them a little bit more. So we, we added a song. We added Enemy and um, gave them a great show, had a great show and ran out of that club straight onto the bus and just collapsed in the back lounge. Just like, Wow. What a, what a, what a day. Yeah. You know, I mean, that doesn't happen every day. No. And it's, and again, it's, it's history. It's not even an understatement. It's, yeah, it's, it's it really genuine is. History. It really is. And then we, uh, got in the bus and left and we had gotten some Gigi and we stopped at a truck stop because our drummer Frank had to go to the bathroom, which he usually always has to do. And I went inside and I bought four boiled eggs and a uh, hostess cherry pie, Jack. Oh, I, I thought I, so I, I just, I didn't see the pie, but I thought what the boiled eggs were, were just bowls of mozzarella. <laughs> just didn't question it. Yeah. Did you have anything? Nuts. I had some almonds. Some almonds, yeah. Yeah. Because we ate well on the plane. We did. So, I mean, that's the experience there. Uh, great, great. So the, the response has been ridiculous. Twitter and, and, and all the, you know, kind of all the critics talking about it and everything. It was, it was something that nobody expected. And uh, it couldn't have gone any better. And no also, hitches at all. I also don't think that there's anyone that really, you know, could have pulled it off in the same way. Right. right uh, I just, right. I, I truly believe that. I right. Mean, and it wouldn't have had the same reaction. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So overall, what's your uh, final thoughts on the uh, the whole the whole experience? I think it was, uh, well, it was a great experience for me. Um, From a fan standpoint too. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. To just to 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 be to have played a small part in in actually making that work is very cool to me as a fan. Mm. You know, because um, like I said, I was going to try and go to the shows just to watch it. Uh, and then the, when it came about and the fact we pulled it off, I'm just proud of everyone involved. Mm -hmm. You know, our crew, the all in crew, it was just it just went it just went so well. And it, it, logistically, it worked out if, if it was any, you know, any any later, it wouldn't have been able to work. It just fell into place. It did, yeah. And once again, the, just the, 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 that show and the way that those guys put it together and just how big it was and whether it happens again, I don't know. Whatever the future holds, I don't know. But it was great to be a part of it. I'm glad it worked out. And once again, adds to kind of the legacy of, of Chris Jericho. Because now it's kind of funny. People are like, I'm scared to go to the football game tonight because Jericho might come out and, and code breaker me. Or yeah. I'm, I'm scared to turn up my lights in my room because Jericho might come from under my bed and, and you know, I mean, code breaker me. To have those reactions, I mean, I don't think you've had tweets like that in a while. But because you've no. done it a few times yeah. where you dress up as someone else, it's cool. It's become like a thing. Yeah, you know? someone tweeted today. It's like I was on the Kiss Cruise and Jericho was watching a band standing behind me, didn't make a peep, didn't say a word. And next time I turned around, he had just disappeared. Great. So that's my thing now. I'm just disappearing everywhere. Yeah, it's, so. it's cool, man. You've, <laughs> you've left a you left a good um, uh, a good mark. Yeah, a good lasting impression. So, yeah. uh, Jack, thanks for your part in finding the gold paint. And uh, Thanks for having me. What we're going to do now, because we still got a couple minutes, is we'll play a few 
I don't know. It might be 10 seconds. It might be a minute and a half. It's not pretty much more than that. You guys wanted some Drunken Mania. We're going to give you some Drunken Mania. Stacey's going to pull some uh, prime Drunken Mania spots. Oh, God. Uh, and she's not going to put too much time into it because I don't want her to listen to that horrible piece of shit. But I'm sorry for what she's going to listen to. <laughs> I'm sorry for what you guys are going to listen to. Uh, but uh, this is it. And then also upcoming, we've got another pay-per-view preview to do as well. We so do, yeah. More Jack Slade is what uh, everyone is saying. You guys are going to get uh, sick of me soon. And no one's ever said that ever. Never. More Jack Slade said someone, said uh, no one ever. Uh, pretty much. No one said it. Maybe your think. girlfriend, maybe? Well, sometimes. Yeah. You know, well, nah, she never. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's interesting because... Uh, 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 um, Elias is. Was that? Is that? Is that Howard Jones, the other guy? Oh, the the eighties. Oh, 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 mountain bear. Um, I don't know where you go with that. Well, you went uh, to Rick Astley's territory. Rick so the question is, yeah, uh, did you think that the John Cena Undertaker match was going to happen, and do you agree with the finish? Uh, yes and yes. Okay. Explain. If anyone thought this match was not going to happen, then I don't know what to tell you because, I mean, this match was always going to happen. And I'm sorry, but what? now, the way that we were watching this, yes. they played it out perfectly. Perfectly. John's in the perfectly. crowd, sitting with fans, and you're like, is it not going to happen? And all the dummies are like, it's going to be, uh... Uh, American Badass was like, no, it's not. It will be nothing but... You know why we knew it wasn't the American Badass? Why? Because during the Ronda and... Right! Right? It was Triple H's step. Triple H's entrance. Uh, they, they, they were riding motorbikes down Tons the Tons of motorbikes. Great call, Jack. You know what Great I'm saying? Great call. So we knew there would be knew... no motorbikes, the Badass. Exactly. Because Triple H had a bunch of slightly confused models... Not saying to be right. fair, if he wanted someone slightly confused, and he could have called me. You should have drove that motorcycle. Can you imagine if I would have drove them to the ring? I think you probably would have driven off the side of the stage. We would have gone to the, the popcorn counter, and I would have like, hey. Oh, my um, God. Yeah, yeah, anyway. Jack, yeah. what did you think about Cena versus Undertaker? I thought it served his purpose. Amazing. It was great for what it was. I mean, Taker just... Uh, uh, if you thought that Cena was going to win, what is wrong with you? Take it out to win. I loved, loved, loved the finish of that match. And I honestly, of course we knew Undertaker was going to be there. And Cena they, has swerved it to the end. Cena's in the front row. He's talking to dudes. Elias comes down. He's talking shit to Elias. Blah, blah, blah. Blue, blue, blue. Lights go out. Taco Bell, Skong. Here comes the take. What if God was one of us? Blah blah blah. Be blue. Um, the thing is, is that if if Cena was gonna lose, and that completely. Right. Uh, sorry, if Cena was gonna win. Win. Yeah. I, I apologize. Then that completely takes away the fact that Taker is trying to build up. But we knew Taker was going to win, Exactly right? that. Exactly. Taker should never lose another WrestleMania again. The fact that Taker beat Cena so quickly. Quickly! Jobbed him out! Exactly. That was our, him out. Uh, that was our prediction. Because yeah. we said Cena's going on to make movies. Yeah. Undertaker should never lose again. He beats Cena. Cena goes on to Hollywood. Taker goes on to the promised land. Everybody's happy. Am I right about that, Jack? Uh, you're absolutely right. Yeah, boy. 